What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Welcome, everybody. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I'm Karen Leslie, and you've joined me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen on the Inspired Choices Network, the best place to be. I have so much to share, and I know I say this a lot, and my apologies, but it just keeps popping out of my mouth because I get so excited. All right, take a breath, Karen. Today's topic, dreaming. Mm. Allowing yourself to dream. And this one's really near and dear to me. And I'll explain why as we go through the show. And I'll be sharing information about how my life was when dreaming just, it just wasn't in my vocabulary. It wasn't in my awareness that it was something that was even there to do, play with, experience. And then once it was and is now, how that changed things. It's still a word that, to be honest, I struggle a little bit with, and that really is based on just decades and decades of history with not liking who I was, not being happy here, and seeing like no value in dreaming. Like, why bother? I never understood people that dreamed, and of course, hopefully you've all caught on that I don't mean the dreams you have at night. Those I have always had, oh my goodness, vivid, lucid dreams. That could be a whole other show. But this is the dreams that we have about our life, our future, our next 10 seconds even. And when you have a history of depression, anxiety, in my case, also the suicidal thoughts, and they are your constant way of looking at things, when there is this shadow, this fog, this heaviness. I I mean, you can pick all kinds of words for it, but when that is what is present and that is where you are from the inside looking out through, the idea of dreams is just not there. When I think about dreams now or having a dream, it feels light. It feels expansive. It can be exciting. It can be all kinds of different words that all make my body sit up and respond and think, oh, wait, what's she doing now? When I was in that other space, that wasn't an option. I couldn't figure out how to fight through all of those layers that were there in the way that made everything look gray or even black. And there was no lightness, no rainbows, no other joy that was there. So how did I get out of that? A lot of work. A lot of ways of changing things. A lot of self-reflection. A lot of vulnerability and being willing to look at Karen. And that took time. I've been working with energy work for over 25 years. 
I have a lot of experience in it. I've learned a lot of modalities. I've experimented. I've played around with. I've goofed up. I've messed up. I've done all kinds of things in trying to find a way to come out of that dense fog, out of all of those conditions that made thinking about a dream impossible, let alone actually starting to dream about my future. Now, the good side of all of this, and there's always two sides of every coin, it's really important you remember that. Everything has a brighter side, and some people call it a shadow side. That saying, you know, there's two sides to every coin, fits to everything. There's two sides to every thought. There's two sides to every decision. There's two sides to everything. So, It may sound like life was really awful for me for 60 years. Sure, some of it wasn't great. Some of it was really awful. Some of it was very traumatic. Some of it made me truly set the plans in place so I could take my life. But some of it was wonderful. Part of that was having my three sons. Part of that was getting married to a wonderful man. There was always a bright side. Now, for those 60 years, there was fewer bright sides than there was the other side of the coin. But the gift in that other side of the coin is that through all of that, there was a piece of me inside that knew I needed to still be here. No matter how bad I wanted to go, there was a piece of me that kept saying, yeah, but, and I could talk myself out of that, yeah, but all the time and and say, yes, I need to go. But somewhere there was a little spark, a tiny flame, a little bit of that divine energy that I was trying so hard to ignore that wouldn't let me ignore it. That spark kept trying to light brighter and brighter. It was kind of like I'm thinking of a pilot light right now. So mine was turned down like super low. So you really have to kind of look and see, okay, is it actually turned on? And it kept trying to get turned up brighter and brighter. And then it would get turned back down again. But every time it got turned up a little brighter, it gave me information. It showed me something that was working for me. It showed me my growth. It showed me I could overcome all of these challenges. The key was I needed to choose. I needed to put the work in. I needed to be present. And I also needed people to help me. So here I am today, and I'm here to help you. One of the ways is through this show, which still, I still can't believe that I'm actually here and I have my own show, but I do. And this is a really old phrase, but it tickles me pink. Like, it just really excites me. Because I can share a message with people. And what I would like is for no woman to have to stand in the shoes that I stand in. Now, I say woman because 98% of the people I work with are women. I do work with men and I have worked with some. But really, I seem to appeal to women as a coach, as a mentor, as an energy practitioner and healer. And that's cool. My goal is that no one has to stand in my shoes, doesn't have to be where I was, doesn't need to be so afraid of life that they have to leave, 
doesn't think they are causing so much harm to others or themselves that they have to leave. Generally, this is the woman that's around her 50s, where she starts to recognize that she's just lost. She's lost herself. She doesn't know what she wants anymore. Somewhere she took a turn that she wasn't expecting and she's not on the path that she was on or that she thought she was on. And so for her, I work with her and say, okay, we can change this. We can, we can shine that light back on inside of you to show you the path and to show you who you are, who your brilliance really is, so that you can find yourself and create where you'd like to be. And we let go of all kinds of baggage and trauma in doing so. I could not be here if I had not let go of and healed trauma and baggage that I've been carrying around forever. The second deep goal in me is then looking to the woman who is younger, who's maybe 35, and helping her to see that there's two sides to every coin, that every choice you make and everything you choose to let go of and reprogramming those thoughts that you felt you had to live by can be changed so that you don't have to become that lady in her 50s wearing those shoes of feeling lost or abandoned or has no sense of self-identity anymore. So do I have an age group I work with? No, but I do predominantly and heavily work with women. I can relate because I've been there. Have I done everything that everybody else has done? Heck no, but I am very good at empathizing and have a lot of compassion. This is what brought me forward to actually recognizing that I didn't know how to dream. As strange as that may sound, it actually helped me that in seeing that. I was, had a few clients who talked about dreaming in the future. They were some of the ones that were a little bit younger. And I was like, that's really cool. And I would work with them and help them and get things out of the way. And then over time, it was like, do I have any dreams? And I started to really look at it and think about it. What are my dreams? It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant that women came into my life and shared their dreams and how they were struggling achieving them. So I could help them achieve it. But then it left me like, huh, I don't even know if I have a dream. I looked back from my 60th birthday. And for those of you who've been following on my shows or know me personally, you know that 60 was when I had my big birthday party and I celebrated that I was here to stay. And at that point, I thought life was just going to be smooth and great. And the work was done. Like, I'm here to stay. I'm here with my friends. I'm here with my family. I'm here with you. And I'm not going anywhere for decades. But I kept getting depressed. I kept having odd thoughts every now and then of like, Really, am I still actually supposed to be here? Like, what am I actually creating? What? How am I contributing? Because I knew that little spark inside me was larger and was there and saying, you have so much to give. But it's like, but I don't think anybody hears me. How do I change that? 
that's when I started to recognize I didn't know how to dream. I wasn't, I thought I had suicidal thoughts because I was depressed and had all this stuff going on. Then when I didn't have suicidal thoughts anymore and I kept getting depressed, I was like, I don't understand. And then I took it another step further. Well, what do I want to be here for, right? What is that dream? I have not a clue, not a clue. So I worked on figuring out how to dream. I worked on understanding why is a dream even important? Like, is it just a waste of time? Is it a, a daydream where people are saying, you know, like, oh, you're just a daydreamer and it was a negative thing? Do I ask somebody about dreaming? If I did, would they then say to me, oh, Karen, that's just a waste of time. Why are you thinking about dreaming? That's not practical. If you want to get from A to B, there's a linear way to do it. Well, for those of you who know me, I am anything but linear. And for those who have watched any of my shows and been with me, you know, I am not linear. I am all over the place. I'm very intuitive and I very much follow energy. And so, yeah, I, and I, you know what? I know I have ADD. Do I have ADHD? No, <laughs> my body says no. So I can get distracted as well, but I can also be very focused. And so I began to focus on learning how to dream. What is the benefit of having a dream? And it actually, so to my surprise, I saw, saw and found that there are real benefits to being able to dream and to have a dream. The, the inspiration the excitement, the reason to be here, the foundation for so much of that is based in your own personal dream for you. And I hope you heard that. It's based in your own personal dream for you. I first started to try and dream for others. It didn't work. So on that note, I'm going to leave you with that. Your own personal dreams, your dreams for you are key. Dreaming for others is not the way to go. We're going to go on our break now. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this more and what the importance is as to why it needs to be a dream for you. First and foremost, for you. So I will see you after this break. You're here with myself, Karen Leslie, on Inspiring Choices Network. You've joined me for my show called Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And remember, please, that at any time, you can reach out to me by email at karen at karenlesley.ca, and I would be happy to have a conversation with you or answer any questions that you may have. So we'll be right back shortly. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen 
Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You know, during the, the commercial breaks, I really actually love listening to them because they're a reminder to me as to why I'm here. It's a reminder that I wish to empower you, that I wish to encourage you to look at what it is you would love to have in your life. What are you dreaming for, for today's show anyways? And it's a reminder to me, the importance of my voice. It's a reminder that this dream I had, and to be honest, it was I thought about it a little bit and then yeah, put it aside, saying that was not something I could do. But then I actually worked on, I ran a body process on myself um, using a sp specific frequency to take away fear. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, I want to have my own show on the Inspired Choices Network. And it was like, okay. So I put a picture on my wall. I can't turn my camera to show you, but I have a picture on my wall that was inspiring me with my dream. And then I got in touch with the uh, CEO, the owner of Inspired Choices Network and said to Christine McIver, I, I, I want to be a host. <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> I went, yeah, now it's the time. And I've got... <laughs> I've got some lovely comments here. So glad you did. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm so glad I did. And it, this, this, not it, this is the first actualization, the embodiment of my first dream. And I just realized that right now. Whoa, that's got some emotion attached to it. Yep. So this is. Yeah, here is the proof of a dream for me. And this is brilliant because now if I ever doubt, if I ever put together a dream, and we're going to talk about this. If I, yeah, dream of living by the ocean, right? Don't lose that. And we're going to talk about um, around that. So maybe in the comments here, Sarah, if you can actually bring that to my attention again later, please, that would be great. So I've achieved a dream and I need to, to, I don't know, tag it, embody it, make sure I know this so that when I look at my next dream, 
And I maybe go to that place of, oh, I don't know if that one's possible. Doubt may come in or something may come through. Um, different energies can pop in that make you think, nah, you know, you can't do that. You're not worth that, whatever it might be. I have this one that came true. I have the proof that I can show my mind. No, that's not correct because I've already done it. I have actualized a dream. I created a dream and it is actually part of my life every single week. It's really important that we recognize our achievements. So give some thought right now. So if you if you are someone who knows how to dream and you have had dreams, brilliant. Think of one right now. Think of a dream that you had that actually materialized, that you brought into your reality. Write it down if you want to. Post it on the wall. Put it somewhere as a reminder of your strength, your resiliency, your brilliance, those capacities that are inside you to create and then have that dream. When we reach a goal, when we attain something that we've been desiring, it's so important, so important that you acknowledge it and that you say, I did this. And a few weeks ago on uh, one of my shows, I might have been changing your thought patterns or your beliefs. I'm not sure which show now, but I, I spoke about the importance of setting small targets. And when you reach that target, acknowledging it, pat yourself on the back. Let yourself know that you've done this and you release the hormones in your body that are the happy hormones and your body goes, ah, yeah, we love this. We like this. And yeah, you did that. Go girl. Go guy. Well done. So I have one now. Thanks to all of you. So find a dream that you had that you've brought into the, into your world. For those of you who haven't, you you've, have trouble dreaming, you have trouble bringing it into your reality, don't worry. It can happen, right? I just shared with you my very, very first one. Honest to goodness, first one. Have I had other nice things happen in my life? Yes, of course. But not through my focused attention and something I actually labeled as a dream of what I'd like to have. There are some key words there, focused attention. What I would actually like to have, right? Now, there's also another aspect, which I just, while I think of it, it pops in, I wanna bring in that for those of you who um, love spirituality, and if you're on the Inspired Choices Network, listening to all of these amazing hosts, chances are good. <laughs> this is something you you love and like to learn about because we have so many hosts that are brilliant in sharing different aspects of spirituality. But dreaming is actually part of spirituality, of building your spirituality, of expanding it. Dreaming, spirituality, inspiration, harmony. These are all key words to help you to achieve what it is you would love to have. Total garbledygook for me at one point. It just, it, 
It didn't make sense. I couldn't connect the dots to see how these worked together. So you've got this one coin. We've got our dream coin on this one side, the brilliance on this side, that the side that we, we want to be seeing, spirituality, harmony, inspiration, feeling almost effervescent inside of you. They're all on this side. Now, I spent so long on this side of the coin of a dream. When we don't have all of these other sides that we can see or access or even know that they're necessary, this side is very different. It's, to be honest, from my perspective, my experience, it's empty. It's gray, it's black, it's void. And that's the space where depression can settle into. That's actually the energies and the frequencies that depression really like. When you are finely tuned to those frequencies, as I was, then it's very easy for more and more of them to come in and just be more firmly placed on this one side of the coin. And the longer I was there, the larger that coin became. It became thicker to get to the other side seemed harder. It was larger. It makes me think of um, the, the, the really big toonie. Okay, where in Ontario is that? I'm not remembering right now. I don't know if somebody knows and can put it in the chat. It might be Sudbury or Thunder Bay. I'm not sure. Anyways, northern Ontario, up a little ways, there's this massive coin. And that's how it felt being stuck on that other side. The longer I was there, the larger it grew. And the more I felt, well, there's just like, that's just the way it is. Until that little spark inside me decided to grow a little more. Because I asked a question. Instead of knowing this is where I was stuck, it was like, well, I wonder if I could learn how to dream. I wonder if I could start to have a dream. And anytime we ask a question, we change the energy that we are, we're currently sitting with. Any question, a true question, a question from wonderful curiosity, that will shift the energy. If I was sitting on that side of the coin and just going, oh, I wonder how I could get over there. That's not a question. Versus sitting there going, I wonder how I can get over there. Very different energies. One keeps me stuck. One keeps you stuck in place because it's a conclusion. It's a decision you've made that you're stuck and it will keep it in place for you. Versus that childlike curiosity that opens up a door. When that door opens, that little pilot flame inside me, it starts to grow a little more because I give it a little bit more energy that energy of curiosity. That energy of curiosity is the foundation for me of being willing to look at having a dream. From curiosity, there was the, the sprouting, if you will, the, the growth of inspiration. 
of spirituality because spirituality allowed me to remember that I am the divine. The divine is within me as it is within every single person on this planet and every single animal, everything. That spark of the divine is there for everyone. I needed to acknowledge it. I needed to remind it of it. And I needed to fan it. I needed to give it that energy. I help it to grow. That energy of harmony. That was coming through when that dream felt real. When that dream of being here on this network became something that it was, yeah, I'm doing this. This is not going to be a problem. Coming out of the dark energy, being able to get to the other side, even if it was only for moments at a time, that's all that was required for that dream to start to take root, for that dream to be there and for me to keep visiting it. That's why I put a picture on my wall so I would see it every day when I sit here in my office. I'm very visual. For me, that really worked. Some people, words may be what you need, or a color will do it for you. For me, the pictures were perfect. Then it was like, okay, what else can I look for? What else can I dream? And I'm going to take you through the process when I come back of how this dream actually became my reality. We're going to look at the steps that I did. Some of them, to be perfectly honest, were a little bit um, unconscious. It was information I had received and I knew, but there were times when I'm thinking right now where I didn't consciously put it in into action. But there were some very definite steps I took that allowed this dream to become part of my everyday life. So we're going off for our break now, our second one. When we come back, all right, we will look at these individual steps that I feel personally worked for me, and I think they would work for you in creating that dream in a way that you will actually have it in your life one day. So sit back, listen to a few words from our our sponsor, and you'll hear about me as well letting you know that you can always get in touch with me, that I love to communicate with people, whether you're here and in the chat room with me now, I've got a yay, can't wait in the chat room right now, or whether you'd like to get in touch with me through any form of social media. I'm Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. I mean, the ICN, right? The Inspired Choices Network. You can find me through that as well. So please reach out. And uh, let's have a conversation if you would like. And we'll be right back to understand how are we going to make these dreams happen? Thanks, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen 
Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so glad you're here with me today. If you're just joining us, you may have missed that I just acknowledged my first dream that became an actualization in my life, and that's being here with you. Very profound for me, actually. It's very cool. So I am so happy that I came to this understanding and saw this here with you now, live on my show, and those of you who are in the chat room, you're my witnesses, (laughs) that the dream of having a show, and it was always, to be perfectly honest, on the Inspired Choices Network versus just a podcast, um, that that it's here, that it's real, and that I've been doing this for a couple of months now. Like, feels very surreal. It's very cool. So how did I make this happen? How did I bring this into my life and here into your lives that I'm here with you? Step one, I needed to first like and then love me. I really did start to like myself more when all the suicidal stuff left. It really, those thoughts kept me disliking or even hating who I was. It was very powerful, very, very powerful, those thoughts. And then I started to like who I was. I found different aspects of me that I liked, and that was cool. But it wasn't enough. Loving who I am, that took me to a space of, Believing in me and believing that I had value, that I have value. That is step one. Be with you, love you, like you, see your value. See what you have to offer to yourself first, others second. When I could come to that place. And do I love everything about me? Mm, No, not quite. (laughs) Still a few things to work on. Oh, well, there always will be, right? (laughs) And that's okay. It just means I'm going to have a lot more ideas for shows and things that I can sit and share with you on. (laughs) And so it's brilliant. (laughs) But when I really got to that space where I, I loved who I was and I loved who I saw myself becoming, it wasn't a done deal. 
that was actually more important that I that I loved who I was becoming. That was the foundation for me to be able to have a dream. If I wasn't really liking Karen, loved parts of her and felt that there was anything of value to Karen, there's no way I would have ever contemplated dreaming about having a show like this. I could never wrap my head around the idea that I had any value that I could share with you. There would be a void in in that equation of, okay, uh, I'm okay. I'm an okay person. There's not too much that I feel like I have any value with, knowledge about, or worth sharing. But I want the show. Yeah, but if I get the show, then it's going to be a flop because I have nothing to say. Valuing myself was key. Believing that I could do this was key. That was step one. Step two was actually sitting and right actually where I am right now, or I have another favorite chair in my office, sitting in one of these two places, looking at that picture that's on the wall. Just staring at it for moments, not a long time. And then I would close my eyes. And I would see myself in that picture on the wall. So there's a a drawing. I've got two pictures, but one of them is a woman sitting at a desk. She has a microphone right by her and a computer screen in front of her. And she's leaning forward and she's speaking. So this was my representation of having my show and speaking out to all of you. I would close my eyes. I would see myself. In that image, at that time, I didn't own the microphone. I didn't have any of those other things except my imagination. And then when I was able to enter that image with ease, I took it another step farther. I then thought, okay, how does this feel? What am I feeling? And I would scan my body. I would use some of my energy tools and techniques and I would look for different feelings and sensations in my body and then I would speak to my body and ask it okay so what is this and one of the key reasons I would ask what is this is it's important to remember that the body's physical response to anxiety or fear and excitement are identical so when I was sitting there and I was I could feel my stomach start to go which is usually what I felt first it would start to get bubbly I don't know what else to call it I can feel it right now it's it's energy moving and it feels kind of bubbly uh, kind of pushing out a little bit to to, um, towards the front of my body and if I didn't know the difference between excitement and anxiety, I could have gone into, oh, no, no, this is really uncomfortable. This, I am getting way too anxious with this. I can't do this. I can't have this. So talking to your body is important. What is this? Being connected to your body is important. And that maybe should be one, one A is maybe loving you. One B, <laughs> being connected to your body. So then when you go into 
into feeling and being in that, that space, you can have this conversation with your body. I knew it was excitement. I thought, okay, so what else am I aware of? And I could feel these different sensations. All right, so now what would this look like? And then I could envision not just an empty space in front of me, but I could envision seeing my computer in front of me. I could envision having my camera turned on. At times I spoke out loud. Nothing really necessary of content, just like words. I'd hear myself speaking so I could see what that felt like. Did I know that it would be okay to use my voice? And one of the things actually, and I'm gonna be quite upfront with this. Oh, and I have a question in the uh, chat room. I'll answer this in just a minute. Um, one, Hurdle? No, way too strong a word. But one thing that I did look at that I wasn't sure about with speaking was my voice. Uh, my voice has changed a lot in the last year and a half in particular, but it has changed over time due to asthma that I have. I have at the moment, there's asthma in my body. Am I working on changing that? Yeah. But at the moment, my body is still requiring me to use two different steroid puffers every day. They affect your vocal cords. I mean, I rinse, I do things, I do all that stuff, but they are affecting my the sounds that my vocal cords are able to make, and my voice is changing. There was a moment where it was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't be speaking like this. And then it was like, whoa, hold on. If you're going to let the sound of your voice get in your way, then you really aren't interested in having a show. So little things will come up. So the question is, how do you know, how did you know it was excitement and not fear? Awesome question. I have worked hard over the years, uh, and it took me some time to know what is a yes and what is a no for my body. And I work with a a lot of my clients in, in learning how to do this. What is yes for you and what is no for you? How to connect into your body so you get accurate information of what is true for you, not true necessarily for your mind. There's more brilliance in your body than there is in your mind. Your mind knows now and the previous second. Your body knows the future. So I could go into that space, into that dream of having this show, being on TV, being on a radio, and feel what it was like, ask my body, is this anxiety or is this fear? And I get it right now. Again, I get the answer, no. So there's a lot of ways that you can work on figuring out what is your yes and what is your no um, briefly. And, and by all means, you can get in touch with me and we can talk about it more. But what I have clients do is play with this with things such as food and clothes. Um, initially, I'll ask people some questions and it's good to get somebody else to ask you just very simple yes or no questions. And it's a definitive yes or no. So I'll say to somebody. Um, 
you had waffles and eggs for breakfast. They did or they didn't. I'll say, today is your birthday. Well, it is or it is not. So it's a yes or a no. I'll say, you have a dog. You are, and when we're, I can see the person, you're wearing the color red. And I can clearly see that they're wearing blue. And then I'll say, okay, so now how did your body feel? Could you see a difference between your yeses and your noes? Usually one stood out a little stronger from than the other. And then I would say, okay, work with that. Just keep saying to your body, okay, show me yes. Show me what is my yes. Show me what is my yes. And then ask your body, hey, what would you like to wear today? Look at different pieces of clothing. As you look at it, pause. If it's a yes, that's what your body would like to wear. If it's a no, then no, don't put that on. I get dressed like that every day. And I get dressed like that before my show here every Wednesday. Like, okay, body, we've got our show in a few minutes. What would you like to wear? And I put on what my body says yes to. Earrings, jewelry, tops, socks, can't see them. <laughs> but sometimes my body dresses me from head to toe. Other times it's just like, oh, no, this, just this top's fine. You can pick the rest. And then you can do it with food. Look in your fridge, look in your pantry. First ask, body, are you hungry? If you get the yes, okay, cool. What would you like to eat? Eat the yeses. Don't eat the noes. Please don't do this with any foods that you know you're sensitive to or you have allergies to. Only safe foods for you to consume. And uh, But it works really well. And then when you've got it sorted out, and I know I'm running a little late. We'll go to our break in just a second. When you've got it sorted out and you know a fairly clear yes and no, then you can ask questions that have more of a consequence to what the answer is. Then it works to say, okay, body, are you anxious or are you experiencing anxiety? Okay, again, I get no, right? And your body just starts to talk to you every time you ask it a question, the yes or no's. And so then you can go from there. So if I was experiencing anxiety too, another question to ask is, well, is this mine? Or am I just aware of somebody else's feelings, emotions, or anxieties that they're feeling? And because my body is so used to that frequency from so many years of it, am I just picking up on something else? All right. So there is a relatively short answer. I hope that that was helpful for you. Amazing. Thank you. You're very welcome. So we are going to head off now for another break. And I will be with you shortly. And we're going to put this all together. And, and get you to look at, okay, what are you going to put as your next dream? So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Thanks so much, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. 
To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Thank you, everyone, for coming back. And I would love for you in future shows to come along and be live in the chat room. I mean, you just saw how, how wonderful that can be. I was, you know, we had a question. Okay, well, how do you know if you're feeling anxiety or if you're, or if you're feeling, you know, excitement? And then I can answer your questions right here, right now for you. And that just that just makes me really happy. I mean, it just, it does. So I invite you to come every Wednesday at 2 o'clock Eastern time if you're available. And of course, if you can't, you know that you can always come to the Inspired Choices Network, to the website, and come into the podcast, to the hosts, and you can listen to my shows on uh, the replays from here. or on any, I mean, and I think it's quite true, on virtually any platform you can think of, you can find Cultivating Kindness for Karen, with Karen there. Whether you've got the smart TVs, Apple, Google, like all these different ones, or whether you're a fan of Spotify or Audible or SoundCloud, I'm everywhere. We're all everywhere on the Inspired Choices Network. It's really amazing. So, Back to having dreams. So if you just joined us, I'm really going to strongly encourage you to go back and listen to the steps that I laid out that I found were really important for me in actualizing my dreams. And it comes right down to connecting with yourself, connecting with your body, seeing the value in you and Allowing that then to blossom. Imagination is amazing. And what's really cool is that your mind does not know the difference between imagination and reality. Your mind does not know the difference between imagination and reality. So when you sit and think of something, your mind is assuming that this is happening right in front of you, that this is real now. So use your imagination in your dreams, which is why I was saying, feel them, put yourself in them. What emotions are you feeling? Excitement, adventure, peace and calm, tranquility, serenity, luxury, it doesn't matter what it is. Identify it so you can feel it. Identify it so you can embody it. And the more time you spend being in that space, creating that dream, the more your mind is going to think it's real. So it's going to go out and it's going to look around for evidence to prove to you that it's real and true for you. And energetically, you're going to be attracting in the people, places, and things that will help it to become a reality. One of the people that might be of assistance could be me. If you were with us earlier, I mentioned that I did some energy work to remove fear. 
Oh, sorry. My throat's going and that's just an energy coming in. Hmm. This is one to actually have me stop talking. This is very cool. Just give me a second. One of the things I did was I removed the fear of having that dream, this dream, being here as a host with you, come true. Sometimes we require assistance to get the blocks out of the way, to get the, I don't know, the, the doubt, the trauma, or a belief that you've had going for so long, right? how I didn't value myself. So I couldn't imagine that I could be live on a show and giving it anything of any value to anybody anywhere around the world energy work is amazing so put yourself in that place allow yourself to be vulnerable see what is in your way acknowledge it it does no good to bury it because it won't go away it will come back and then it'll come back stronger and then it'll come back stronger again because it's there to be released when it comes to your attention it's there to be released I would love to help you with releasing those traumas and those belief patterns that are preventing your dreams from coming true. Or if you're me or who I was and you can't dream, you don't know how to dream, I would love to assist you so that you can. So you can have the experience I had today when you realize how a dream came true. Dreaming's important. Don't let anyone tell you that if you daydream, then you're wasting time. It's important. It builds the future that you would like to have. It builds your connection to your own body. And that is so important. You can go back and listen to the previous segment to learn how to connect to your body. What's, how does your body tell you your yes? And how does it tell you your no? And it won't look like fear. It won't look like anxiety. It's different. I so appreciate you being here with me today with this realization of my dream. I hope you'll join me again next week. We're going to be talking about how much do you love your distractions? So until next week's show, I am sending to all of you waves of kindness. And remember, everything you do from the neck up affects you from the neck down. So until next week. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.